let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. This is from the Passion Translation. Let's get some background to this. We're going to kind of, if you were here last week, you'll remember what we preached on and how we're going to pull from that a little bit. But let's read this. And I think, we're, are we in the Passion Translation here? It said, uh, and we must not embrace, it's talking about the people in the wilderness. How many remember reading about them in the wilderness? How many know they got in trouble because they grumbled and complained? Look at your neighbor and say, don't you, don't you grumble. Don't you complain. We must not embrace their ways by complaining, grumbling with discontent, as many of them did and were killed by the destroyer. He said, well, God did this. Yeah, God may have done that, but it's the, he allows the destroyer to afflict people when they're, when they're not legal anymore. When they get out of God's will. When you grumble and complain, that's the opposite of faith. Complaining is the opposite of believing. And whatever is not of faith is all the tests they endured on their way through the wilderness are a symbolic picture. Listen. An example that provides us with a warning so that we can learn through what they experienced. For we live in a time when the purpose of all the ages past is now completing its goal. How many know we're 2,000 years closer within us? So beware if you think it could never happen to you. Lest your pride Becomes your downfall. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God, say, but God. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity. Oh, my God. Nature and timing, come on, of every test or trial you face. So that you can bear it. Oh, 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 oh. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I read a little bit more. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, for along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously you don't need a preacher you just need to read your word anybody can anyone say amen can anyone say amen my god my god my god my god so don't grumble don't complain go through it you're not the first one you're not the only one and it's never as bad as what you think it is. That's why it doesn't matter if you've been saved one day or 50 years. You say, I've only been saved a few days. I don't know what, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how, listen, you don't have to know anything because God will keep you how to pray. He knows your faith is small. He knows you haven't experienced a lot of things. It doesn't matter. He will keep you 
protect you. There is nothing going to happen to you that you can't handle with the faith you currently have. But then after you're saved for a while, you start experiencing all kinds of... Listen, I've been saved a long time. Even I knew, even I know Julius Caesar. I mean, I... And I'm facing things now that would have killed me when I first got saved. I'm facing things now that would have killed me five years ago. But I've been through those other things that made me strong enough to face. Well, why, why does God keep heaping things? Because he doesn't. What gets it? He doesn't just want you to survive. He wants you to thrive. He doesn't want you just to make it. He wants you to take territory. It's not enough to know how to stand your ground. He wants you to take a few steps forward. And you can't go forward without bumping into a few devils. So he'll allow certain things to come into your life as weights you pick up. And as you pick up the weights, you become stronger and stronger. It can be painful. It can be hurtful. It can be long. It can be uh, without understanding. But you just keep pumping iron. And you come out stronger and stronger and stronger. It's not that we're serving a mean God. It's because God wants you to take territory. Woo! The children of Israel weren't supposed to live in the desert forever. They have a promised land. And listen, even when they got to the promised land, he said, did you notice I didn't release all the enemies at once? Because you couldn't take them all on at once. So I released them bit by bit. So you can defeat the weak ones and then work your way up. Am I helping anybody this morning? So as a new Christian, listen, don't look around and say, oh, my God, this world's horrible. I don't know how I can make it. You will make it. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. And he's going to surround you and keep you from whatever the enemy puts. He won't put anything. He's going to filter He's going to look at, he's going to examine. Nothing's coming through that filter that you can't. I don't know how many times uh, that very scripture got me through. Because I don't know about you. There have been times I doubted I would make it. You're, you're the preacher. Duh. I guess as preacher, I fight devils you've never been introduced to. But hallelujah, we get through it, we get through it, we get through it. And then he says, you don't just get through it, you get through it victoriously. It's not just, whoo, I'm glad I'm back in the fort, those Indians about got me. No, it's we've defeated the Indians, we've taken over the land. If, if you have Indian heritage, I'm sorry. Okay. Exodus chapter 17. i got to get going. Verse 1. You all know this story. We referred to it last Sunday. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin. That's kind of cool. 
according to the commandment of the Lord, and they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water. There was no, first there was no food, and God had to fix that. Now there's no water. How many know you can't go long without water? You got to have it. Three days, you're dead. There was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people contended with pastor. Oh, I'm sorry. Moses. Okay. And said, give us water that we may drink. It's like, if I were Pastor Moses, I would say, look around. Do you see any water? What do you want me to do? Snap my fingers? And, I mean, there's no, we're in a place. Have you ever been in a place where there's no answer? Have you ever been in a place where there was no way out? If you haven't been, it's because you've been saved three minutes. So Moses said to them, why do you fuss at me? And why are you tempting the Lord? I mean, this is the same crew that walked through the Red Sea. And now... And the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do? It's not like, Where's the water, Lord? It's, What am I going to do with these people? A familiar prayer in my life. Okay. What shall I do with this people? They're almost ready to stone me. Whew. And the Lord said to Moses, take a sabbatical, go rest for, no. <laughs> How many believe Moses needed a sabbatical at that point? Aaron, you're in charge. I'm out of here. Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders. Come on now. Come on now. Also, take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Behold, listen, if you don't go, you'll never get it. No, that's another sermon. Let that be the title for next week. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it that the people may drink. Can you imagine what faith it took? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how big this rock is. I, I'd say it's a big rock. And here you are with a stick. <laughs> how many believe the water didn't come on the first strike? I, <laughs> oh, oh, seven? Seven's the number? <laughs> Stand there in the rock and strike the rock, and water will come out of it that the people may drink. That's going to have to be a lot of water for a million people and all their livestock. That's a river. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of that place Massah and Meribah because of the contention. Listen, I don't, I don't want any place in my life named after my failure. Among us. It wasn't just that. 
Because they tempted the Lord saying, is the Lord among us? It wasn't just that they lacked faith for water. They didn't believe God was there. Wow. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel. Is the Lord among us or not? Now here's where I want to get to. You know that story. They got the water. Then, now, say now, Amalek came. Now. Why now? Because they found water. Your enemy always shows up to steal your water. Amalek isn't around when everything's going well. It's when you have a trial. He show, it's when you get a blessing. It's when all of a sudden things are going well that you kind of get the enemy's attention. Now he, now Amalek comes, amen, oh my God. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. (laughs) The water, the enemies after your blessing, the enemies after your joy, the enemies after your victory, amen. But he's not going to get it, and I'm going to show you why. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you know the rest of the story. I'm not going to read all that. But Moses stood and sat on a rock, right? He had Aaron, Aaron and her on either side. And they what? They held up his hands. And as long as his hands were up, they won the victory. When his hands went down, Israel started losing. I, I, want, I wonder how long it took Moses to figure that out. He's like, Oh, things are going good, man. Whoa. <laughs> you know, he's looking out over thousands of people, and all of a sudden the lines start. He goes, oh, Lord. And he starts winning again. How many know he messed with God a little? I, you know, if it were me, I'd be. And they're like, hey, oh, oh. <laughs> Ain't right. It's not right. Not right. (laughs) But as long as he held his hands up. I'm here to tell you, as long... And listen, Amalek didn't understand it. Amalek didn't know what hit him. Mm, My God. Paul said, we're not ignorant of his his devices. We know how to defeat him. Just keep your hands raised. Just keep a praise. Just turn on that praise music. Just keep worshiping. And as long as you got Jesus in your heart, the enemy has to be pushed back. Somebody praise him in the house. He's the Lord of the angel armies. Listen, I love what happened to Jehoshaphat. You know that story. I want to spend some time here. Second Chronicles chapter 20. It happened, it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Amorites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then, came, then, then some came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria, and they are in Hazanon and Tamar. And how many know sometimes great multitudes come against you? And Jehoshaphat feared. Listen, there are times we are afraid. God understands that, but you will set. Then he says, but he set himself. When you're afraid, set yourself. Don't run, set yourself. Don't fall, set yourself. Don't complain, set yourself. So what does that mean? I'll explain it later. you got to set 
yourself. And he sought the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? How many believe he's still in charge of America? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwelt in it and have built a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, my God, if disaster come upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, COVID, oh, COVID, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple. We stand in this temple because his name is... And cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, who you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are. Here's new devils. How many know new levels, new devils? <laughs> Said we, we didn't have to fight them when we came into the land, but here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of our possession. Listen, the only reason the enemy is attacking you is to throw you off what you've already won. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude. How many know you can't do it in yourself? For we do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of all those guys. And he said, listen, all of you, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, say tomorrow. Go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel, and you will not need to fight in this battle. You will not need to fight. Position yourself. Tell your neighbor, get in position. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. Why? For the Lord is with you. I'm wore out just reading this. It'll preach by itself. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the heavens of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord. Levi. the Lord. Then the Levites. How many know we're all Levites this morning? I don't know what a Levite is. Just be one. We need T-shirts. I am a Levite. I don't know. You'll understand for the sermon's over. <laughs> Where then the Levites, the children of the Kohathites, and of the children of the Korahites, stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with voices soft and easy, with voices. Respectable of. I've been to churches where they say, let's praise the Lord. 
So they rose early in the morning, went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Oh, that'll preach all day long. It's not enough to hear the word. You need to start. And when he had consulted with the people, Mm -hmm. He organized. He appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, they were singing. I don't know if this is the whole song. I know some of you hate those short choruses that we sing over and over and over. But as far as I know, this is the whole song. Mercy endures forever. All that's printed here, praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. I don't know about you, but that one little verse there could get you through a whole lot of trouble. That one little verse, praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Endures through my trials. It endures through what I'm going. It, I'm hurting, but his mercy endures. I feel like I'm at the end of my rope, but his mercy endures. His mercy endures. It never fails. It never stops. Now, when they began to sing, not until, it didn't start until they, you got to do it, not just believe it. And when they started to sing, God began to move. Sometimes I just believe on the first note, when we hit the first key on the keyboard, whew, angels are stationed to begin the slaughter. How many believe God's in charge of your life? How many believe God's given you an angel that'll help you defeat? How many got two angels? How many need five angels? And that's not even enough. Watch this. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes. The Lord set ambushes, and they were defeated. What? How did that happen? For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. He made the enemy kill each other. One nation turned against the other nation. And when that was over, the nation within the nation, everyone started fighting each other. Grew in line to me because sometimes we think well the devil's got his crew in line watch this now the devil doesn't always have his troops in line any more than God has his troops in line sometimes when we begin to worship it confuses I sent all those trials and all those stupid people do is praise God they ought to curse God and die. I don't get it. And the devil starts saying, this must be your fault. No, this is your fault. You're assigned to that one. Well, you were supposed to help me. And the devil starts fighting amongst themselves. And you're not even aware of it. You're just in the O-zones. You're just... This is why I don't do helicopters. 
You're just praising the Lord. Listen, most warfare, 90% of all, 99% of all warfare, you're not even aware that you're doing it. You're just praising the Lord. You're just loving on Jesus, and the devils are confused. They start killing each other. They start fighting amongst themselves. And here's the thing. There wasn't one left. How did the last one die? He must have bled out. Everyone. And Israel just, let me just finish the story. Israel goes to the war. They're singing. They, they got the bagpipes. I love bagpipes. That'll, bagpipes scare devils. I'm convinced of that. I want bagpipes at my funeral. I want bagpipes. They went to the scene of the battle. And there was so much stuff. They couldn't even carry it home. And the word gave me a word. The more devils come against you, the more stuff you get to take home with you. The bigger the battle, the more the booty. I'm talking. I'm going to give you these points real quick. I think they're in your in your bulletin, so you can do this because there's twelve of them, and we're going to sell T-shirts after church. That in three minutes you survived a twelve-point sermon. Number one, you are outnumbered. Number two, but God rules. I said you are outnumbered, but God rules. Number three, God did it before; He can do it again. I'm talking. Come on. Come on, just flash these scriptures up because as, 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 I'm not going to read the whole story again, but this is right out of the story. I said God did it before. Why wouldn't he do it again? Sometimes when you're in the midst of the problem, instead of trying to figure out the problem, you need to think back to the last trial you had and remember he got you through that when you doubted it and you got the victory today because you overcame the devil yesterday and if you overcame that devil yesterday, why in the world wouldn't you defeat him today? If God was good then, God's good now. He's not just good every day. He's good, yeah, he's good yesterday. Not only that, he's good tomorrow. Number four, you promised us this. When God promises something, stand on it, honey, because the devil can't have what God promised. Abraham standing over Isaac with a knife, and he knew, according to Hebrews, that even if he had to kill him, that was his promise, and God would raise him from the dead. If God has to raise the dead to fulfill a promise, he'll do it. In fact, he did it, and his name is Jesus. Might be longer than three minutes. Number five, do not be afraid because the battle is not yours. You don't have to fight in this battle, but you do have to get in position. I said you don't have to fight this battle, but you do have to get in position. You have to get your instrument, and you have to get in line because God honors unity. I said God honors unity. Not fake unity, but real unity in the spirit. He honors unity. Oh, that's an, I got to preach that. He honors unity. He anoints unity. God lives in what is together, and the Holy Spirit flees what is apart. Oh, my God. 
That's another sermon for another day. Don't fight. Just get in position, and the position is praise and worship. Next, be firm in your faith and trust the word you heard. Be firm in your faith. You got to believe it. You heard. If you believe it, trust the word you heard. Quit waiting for God to confirm. Just if you heard it and it's the word, believe it. Trust the word. Next, sing. Praise. If they hadn't sung, they wouldn't won. Man, I'm full of the rhymes again today. Are you hearing me? If you'll sing his love, his mercy, his goodness endures forever. And if you'll worship, he'll set an ambush. And lastly, here it is. You will stand. Go to verse 25 and 26. I, I didn't read it earlier. Here's what happened. And, and, and Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil. I guess it's not booty, it's spoil. They found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies. Those enemy, those devils got goods on them. And after you slay them, you just pick it up. How many know a dead devil can't give you any opposition? Woo! And precious jewelry which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry. They're walking around with all the gold chain. More, say more, more than they could carry away. They had so many gold chains, they were walking around like this. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. Three whole days. Some of those devils you're going to defeat, you're going to have the for three days. You're just going to, oh, there's another blessing. Oh, there's another blessing. Some of those devils that have been giving you a hard time, you need to, under, you need to quit complaining and boo-hooing and crying. And, uh, you just need to defeat it in the name of Jesus. And you'll be surprised how many blessings that devil's been holding back, like the dam of a river, and that thing's going to burst. And for three days, you're going to collect the spoil. My God. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka, and there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place, Day. Baraka. From the Hebrew, Barach, it means blessing. After they gathered their spoil, they partied in the valley of blessing. How many want to live in the valley of blessing? See, valleys aren't all bad. I don't know why. I'm in the valley. What's wrong with the valley? That's where the rivers are. That's where the green grass is. People don't live on mountaintops. I mean, it, I mean, the view, right? The view is amazing, but there's no electricity up there. <laughs> there, there there's, you can't build a house on a mountain peak. 
But the view, you go to the mountain for the view. There are times God takes you to high places so you can see the battlefield. You can see what you're going to win. You can see what you're going to get. But you live down there in that fertile valley. Let's go down to the valley of blessing and let's live in the good place. 